If we can get our own harvest, we never know what it's like to be sustained by our God. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have Priscilla Shire. And Priscilla is going to do a three-part series this week, and she's going to be talking to us basically about being separated, how we need to come apart from the things of this world, and how we need to be separated. Sometimes God is whispering to us, it's time to go, it's time to move on. And the question is, will we obey or not? Are we too afraid and too caught on, you know, stuck on the things of this world and stuck on the things that we feel like we need, or are we going to be dependent on God? Here's Priscilla. So our original word, our verb, karath, one of the first times we see that in the scriptures is in Genesis 15. Y'all ready for a little Bible study? Y'all with me? Y'all okay tonight? Okay, listen. Genesis 15. God has said to Abraham, go away from here. He has called him out of Ur. Remember, his name was Abram. He called him out of Ur. He says, I'm going to change your name to Abraham. I'm going to change the GPS coordinates on your destiny. I'm going to send you to a land. I'm not even going to tell you what the land is. You just trust me. Look up in the sky. See all those stars? I'm going to create a vast group of descendants out of you that number the same as those stars. Abraham said, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) He said, God, how will I know that all of this is going to come to pass? God does something incredible. He speaks to Abraham in a language that he knows Abraham is going to understand and get so that he'll know God is for real. Back in Old Testament times, every agreement is sealed with a covenant. They had to make a covenant, one party with another or one nation with another nation. This is the way that they sealed a covenant, the shedding of blood. Without the shedding of blood, a covenant was not sealed, signed, and delivered. And this is gruesome, but y'all hang with me. They would cut, they would uh, sacrifice an animal. Then they would dismember the animal, karath, severing. They would set the pieces of the dismembered animal strategically on the ground. And both parties, one after the other, would walk among the severed pieces of the dismembered animal as a part of the ceremony of the sealing, the agreement. The reason why they would do that is because as they walked, they were making a statement. They were saying, may my life be as the life of this animal. May the lives of those I love be as the life of this animal if I don't hold up my part of the bargain. God knew that Abraham would understand the covenant, understand its seriousness. So he says in Genesis 15, you go get an animal. He says, you sacrifice that animal. Abraham does exactly that. He lays the pieces out, and normally both parties would walk among the pieces. But it says in Genesis 15, y'all, this is so good, listen. Abraham falls into a deep sleep. While he is asleep in one of the greatest theophanies of all time, a theophany is a God appearance in the Old Testament. In one of the greatest theophanies of of the Old Testament, God comes down and we see him, the God of the universe, who doesn't need to make a deal with anybody. He comes down and he moves within the pieces listen while Abraham is asleep this already points to Ephesians when Paul would say while we were dead in our trespasses and in our sins Christ died for us for by grace we have been saved through faith not as of our works we were asleep y'all while the God of the universe bore the full responsibility of the 
agreement that he made with us. Okay. Abraham did the cutting. God did the moving. Abraham made the margin. And when he did, he made God gaps in his life so that God could come down and move among the pieces. Let me tell you, are y'all listening? Listen, let me tell you what will happen in our lives if we'll do the cutting. If you'll create the margin, I'm saying if God is saying to you tonight, go away from that man, that boyfriend of yours. Go away from that pack of girlfriends. They're just not the click for you. Go away from that job. That other job, yep, the one that makes less money, but that's the one that I'm calling you to. You go away from where you are. Listen, your husband is saying, sweetie, I feel like God is calling us into ministry. I know I said I was going to be a doctor, but God is calling me to pastor this church. Come with me. Let's go where God is calling us. Listen to what I'm saying to you. The Lord has set us up tonight. The reason why we're in this room. Are you listening? What's your name? Melody. Melody, listen. The reason why we're in this room tonight and the Lord would allow all of us to be in this setting is because he wants you to know up front. If you will release, if you will cut, if you will eliminate, if you will sever yourself from whatever God is asking you to sever yourself from, he's telling you right now, you will have created the margin in your life required for God himself to come down and move within the pieces in your life. He's telling you and me that we're going to get to see God. Listen, I don't know about y'all. I want to I see God. I, I, want, I love hearing about God. I love reading about God. I love experiencing God through the testimonies of other people. But there has to come a time in all of our lives where we're a little bit stirred up on the inside, where it's like a divine antagonist is stirring up in our soul, where we can still celebrate others. But at the same time, we're thinking, wait a minute, I want to see that God in my own life. I want to hear his voice with my ears. I want to experience the God of the Bible leap up off the pages so this is not just ink on a page anymore. I want God to be alive to me. Listen, if you pray that prayer like I do, God, I want to see you. This is the way he answers it. He says to you, okay, well, sever yourself from what I'm asking you to. And in that margin, I will descend and I will reveal myself to you in a way you have never, ever experienced before. Listen, I want to tell you just quickly that y'all, it was at Cherith, at this brook. At this brook, the passage we read said that Elijah was sustained by this brook. Y'all, there's a drought in the land. Everybody else is trying to find water. People are losing their lives. Folks are, are thirsty and they, they can't find water. They are scavenging for water and food. And while everybody else is trying to figure out how to quench their thirst and is doing everything they can to try to find illegitimate ways to quench their thirst because the heavens are shut up, Elijah, because he yielded to the separation, is settled down by a brook of water while God himself sustains him. 
You know what's going to happen in the place of separation? You're going to be able to stop fighting and striving and trying desperately to sustain yourself. And you're going to know what it's like to do what Psalm 46.10 says. Be still, cease striving, chill out, relax, and see what it's like to have God be the brook that quenches your thirst. Amen. And, and so important was this principle of sustaining. This was so the thing that God wanted Elijah to get. It was so important that God set him down at a wadi. A wadi is a brook of water that is in between two uh, precipices of a mountain. It's almost like a mountain that has a sliver cut out right through the middle. And there's a small stream of water that runs right through this little uh, crevice in the rocks. So it is totally rocky ground. There is no soft soil. There is no uh, fertilizing opportunity for there to be any harvest. Uh, if someone were to plant seeds, there would be no way for it to grow there. Do you know what God was saying by setting him down at this wadi? He was saying to him, listen, just in case you brought some seeds with you from Israel, I'm going to make sure you are in a position where even if you try to sustain yourself, you're not going to be able to do it. And I'm going to do that on purpose. Because if you can keep planting your seeds and reaping your own harvest, you will never know what it's like to eat from my hand and drink from my cup. So listen, some of you are in settings right now and you keep planting seeds, you keep planting seeds, you keep trying to reap your own harvest. You're trying to figure out why none of the resumes you're sending out are getting a response. While none of the ministry or business you're trying to build is getting a response. It's because he's got you in a wadi, rocky ground. No matter what seed you plant, it is not going to flourish. Why? Because if we can get our own harvest, we never know what it's like to be sustained by our God. And so, if you're feeling a bit lonely right now, if you're feeling a bit separated and set apart and you're wondering why God has you here in this quiet, still place, listen, he has separated you to show you what it's like when God is a friend to the lonely, when he is a father to the fatherless, when he shows you how you can be hungry but be filled by God, when he shows you how you can have a peace that passes all understanding, even your understanding. You can't figure out how you're this peace filled in the midst of the storm that's happening in your life. That's the kind of testimony you and I have to have. If one day he calls us to Mount Carmel, we better have some character built in us at Cherith. That was Priscilla Shire. And you can find that whole clip on YouTube if you search under Going Beyond Ministries, A Place of Separation. You can also find out more information about Priscilla at her website, goingbeyond.com. She's got lots of great material there, books, devotionals, and all kinds of great resources for you to grow in your faith. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day today and that you are richly blessed and that you just remember all that Jesus has done for you because he loves you so much. Have a wonderful day and I will see you again tomorrow. God bless.